Timekeepers. This is a podcast dedicated to our love of the humble and not so humble wristwatch. We want to talk about luxury watches differently and from different perspectives. And we want to get more people from all walks of life into watches. And for us, a timepiece can be an accessory which defines part of who you are or what you aspire to be. And we're going to offer our opinions on our favorite dials, crowns, brands, colors, case backs, lugs, straps, as well as our grail watches and our favorite Instagram shots of the week. So who are we? We are two watch enthusiasts. So over to you, Zach. So I'm Zach um, from Source Watches. And Tim from Watchword. And we're both in the world of Instagram. So each episode, uh, we'll rotate the chair and the topics. Um, you've got Tim, uh, that's me, as MC for this episode. Uh, and this one will focus on dial colours. And then we're going to talk about uh, the brand Omega. But first, wrist check. So, Zach, what are you wearing on your wrist? So today I have on my Tudor Black Bay 58 um, blue dial. And it's on a NATO strap. Um, it's a daily watch I have and love it very much wonderful now, i know we did a we did a little interview didn't we like i think it was last year in london and it was uh, it was great to talk to you about that and obviously i've got the the, the same version but but in black so obviously um it, it was a toss-up between the, the black and the blue but uh, it's good between us we've got both of them um so for yeah. me um i've got uh, a vintage omega so uh, for those that like their reference numbers it's a 6b slash 159 uh, and it's from uh, 1943 um, and those that know me, you know, this watch was uh, the first watch that got me all into this pastime. Uh, and I'm definitely going to hand it down to my uh, firstborn son, um, you know, when he gets married or you know, buys a house or whatever. Uh, and so he cherishes it, and makes his own memories. So that's my wrist check. So moving on, we're going to do our favorite Instagram post of the week, which is something that I really, really enjoy. Um, but Zach, you go first with what has caught your eye on Instagram this week. So this week, Tim, um, one post that's caught was a picture from Johnson, so at Johnson167 on Instagram, and he posted a Paul Newman Daytona um, that was kind of, had a visible dial through a hole in a sweater. Um, <laughs> now that was very a very different perspective um, of such a cool and rare watch. So that really caught my eye and I really like lusted over it and um, yeah, kind of wish I had it. So yeah. I think we'd all, I think we'd all wish that as well. And uh, I know we were joking before we went live that it's sort of like time rich because he's got a, uh, cause he's got a Daytona, but definitely cash poor because of it. But uh, yeah, that's quite cool. It's, exactly. You know, when you wear like those expensive watches with, uh, you know, with, with a sort of rundown hoodie, um, you know, um, but maybe that's, you know, one of the cool things about wearing these watches as well. You can mix it up with whatever you want. It's not just a suit and tie. Um, yeah. so for me, I'm going to be greedy. I got three. So, um, again, you spend all the time scrolling through and I just couldn't pick one. So just, uh, first one that springs to mind is, um, from three hands picks from Germany. Um, and he tried to, he's trying to balance his Panerai, um, Radiomir at, at, at different sort of angles on the, on the table. Um, he's been doing that for a few weeks now, but I think it's a neat take on like angularity. Um, so shout out to him, keep them coming. I really like it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Zach, but uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and then the next one, uh, equally, uh, Anthony Dot Do. Um, you know, he's got lots of followers, and I'm and I'm sure he's well known. Um, but he was snapping you know, various watch buckles, um, you know, on their own, and it's something I haven't really seen before uh, on Instagram. Um, simple, but I think highly effective. Um, and it gets watch the watch community talking about something different. So I think we're definitely going to have to have future podcasts on watch buckles. What do you think, Zach? Yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. 
We're going very niche already, aren't we? Uh, and then finally for me, um, Happy 60 Mins um, captured uh, a Vacheron calendar watch. And again, for those that like their references, it's it's 4240. Um, as you get to know me, I love a good macro uh, and that's what he's done. Um, and also like a date track around the dial, you know, I've got, I've got the RS, um, pointer date, uh, and you know, that's one of the things I really like. Um, but this, this profile, like I said, it, it zooms in, um, and it's got the blue steel date hand, but it's got a really lovely red arrow, uh, tip at the top. Um, it's completely gorgeous. I've no idea about the price, but it probably is very pricey. But... So next section, what are we lusting after? You know, every, I ask sort of every week, every month, what's the watch that's really got you that you're always searching Chrono 24 for? Um, so Zach, you go. Yeah. Well, what watch am I kind of looking at or lusting over? Um, it's quite hard because as a watch person, there's so many watches, but I'd say um, the one particular watch I'm, I'm kind of looking at, it was the 1970s Hoya Octavia GMT. Um, for those who are looking into references, it's reference 1163. Now, I wasn't too familiar with, with Hoyer's, but after watching Oral Backs, which is like you who's a complete um, watch auction wizard, um, kind of explain the narrative of how he, I believe, was gifted an Ortavia. And speaking about Hoyer, that really got me interested in the brand. Um, so yeah, the 1970s Hoyer, I really like it. I like the, the GMT style, which is popular. So I like a vintage GMT. And I also like the sub-dials. And I also like the fact that I don't really hear a lot of people um, speaking about it today. So it's quite nice to find a watch that's kind of a bit of a hidden treasure. Um, how about you, Tim? That sounds really cool. I mean, you know, I love vintage. It's, it's what got me into this. Um, and although, obviously, modern watches definitely have their place, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's, it, for me, vintage is just fantastic. And it, so few people, you know, wear them, clearly. So you, you do stand out from a crowd than, than the latest, um, you know, whatever's going on this year in, in, in 2023. For the Omega, because we're going to talk about Omega this episode, um, for me, absolutely pining for ages and ages and ages, um, uh, a vintage Omega Constellation, uh, but pie pan dial um with sort of arrowhead markers um you know there's a few color combos um i really like the gold arrows with the silver case um i like that sort of you know distinction and sort of dualism between the two but others you can get like all gold or all silver but there's been a few i've liked i've almost you know hit by um but haven't uh, which is a shame maybe i should have done but um you know when the right one comes around i will know um and, and i'll get it but uh, yeah that's definitely something i'm always scrolling for going for dial color um like what's your favorite why you like it um and and why so is that you far away first yeah well my favorite dial color 10 um is probably one that's popular for most it's a it's a blue dial um secondary to a black dial which is probably the most common so blue dials um if i'm naming why i pick blue i'd say because blue is my favorite color um blue goes with most outfits as you know 
Um, so I quite like blue. Um, also, two kind of watches to kind of references reference the different types of blue I like is one is the Grand Seiko, the Sky Flake, uh, Spring Drive, which is a nice beautiful one. watch. I believe probably I'd, some may say um, arguably quite um, understated and underrated. Um, and that offers kind of a lightish blue, um, why it's called a Sky Flake. And then also the Omega Aquaterra, which kind of offers a, something a bit different with a bit of a detailed dial, um, a bit more of a darker blue. Um, so yeah, those are kind of two watches I like with a blue dial. And yeah, I'd say blue dial is my favourite. Um, how about you? Brilliant. I know, yeah, blue dial, they're very popular. Some people don't like them, which I always find strange. Um, you, know, you can pull it off with a suit, but like I said, you can you can pull it with like more sort of chilled out clothes as well. Um, I mean, you pick blue. I was I was very close to picking it. Um, but as a, as a lot of my weaknesses is a green dial. So again, for those that know me, I've got my Oris Big Crown uh, pointer date, which I absolutely love. And I suppose... You know, if you're asked the question, you know, we've got big, well, large watch collections and obviously they're always going to grow. But if you had to have one watch, sort of desert island, it would actually be that one. Um, I know, you know, beauty in some ways is in the eye of the beholder, but I just think aesthetically, objectively, it is stunning. Um, you know, changes in the light so many different times, you know, whether you're on the beach or when you're on the tube, whatever, it's just amazing. So, yeah, green dials for me are a big thing. Again, it's a quiet taste, but a part of me doesn't really care. I just, I just love the green dials. Um, IWC pilot chronograph as well. Um, I've got the blue one. Um, and again, it was a toss up between green and blue. Um, but again, I bought the blue one, but the green one I think is really impressive. Um, and again, it's, you talked about other types of blue, like, like the grand Seiko, um, you know, I like the pistachio for the Breitling uh, Premier Chronograph. I think you know we saw it together. I think uh, a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. I don't know what you think about about uh, pistachio on the Breitling. You like it? Yeah, definitely like it. I think it works quite well in the Breitling for sure. For something different as well. It's an acquired taste. I think it's hard to pull off. I don't think everyone could have a pistachio Breitling, but there we go. Um, and also, I suppose different types of green in terms of how it's like forged. So, um, you know, the sandblasted, um, you know, looks really cool. Um, you know, the sunray dial as well. But even just having it in matte, um, I think matte probably works better in the blue. Um, I really like um, the Omega Seamaster, the heritage one. Uh, they've also got the light for the summer blue that they released. talk about um the brand omega which i absolutely love um it probably is my favorite brand if i'm allowed to have that um again this show isn't about history i mean every, you know, people that love watches they know about you know this this brand or that brand um other people can do it better than we can so you know that's not what we're going to dip into it's why we love them so there's a number of things that we like um and i'm gonna go first up uh, i'm just gonna sort of steal that i love the lollipop second hand they have on a lot of their watches particularly, as I mentioned, the, the, the Seamaster 300 Vintage. Um, again, some people don't seem to like it, but for me, you know, I actually really love watches with second hands uh, and, and even ones that steal the show. Um, Zach, I don't know about you. I mean, are you in on the lollipop hand or would you rather sit or would you prefer the snowflake of the Tudor? Oh, that's quite a tricky question, to be honest with you. Um, one that I probably haven't thought of. Um, I do love the lollipop, lollipop hand, but then... 
I'm a sucker for a snowflake also. So <laughs> oh, I have to have people voting on that one. Uh, lollipop or snowflake. Cool. Um, next thing for me, we, we tried on uh, someone's Speedmaster, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Um, and for me, it, it just it fits so well on the wrist. I know a lot of people have them, but, you know, it's a bit like the Black Bay 58. Lots of people have them, but there's a reason why. You know, they are, they are so good. Uh, I don't know what you thought when you tried the Speedmasters on. Um, definitely, I loved it. I feel like it's an iconic watch. Um, you know, they have the travel, the, the watch that was um, on the moon, um, but then they also have a, a great link to kind of racing history. So I feel like the Speedmaster has always been a watch that's been... Um, yeah, one that I've been looking at, not one that I've gotten just yet, but um, definitely, I thought I definitely rate it highly. Cool. I'm sure you'll add to it at, 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 um, at some point soon. Uh, and then, uh, then, James Bond, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like James, having the James Bond series or movies has definitely popularized the Omegas. Um, like I believe we previously mentioned um, before our conversation that notoriously it was more Rolexes. So I quite like the fact that Omega was kind of brought into the light um, with the James Bonds movies. And um, yeah, I feel like it's, they definitely, it's definitely made the Omegas more desirable. I do think the vintage was popular, but more the modern Omegas more desirable. And um, yeah, forged a great identity. Um, the Bond movies definitely um, added a lot of value to the Omega brand, I'd say, and definitely invited a lot of new um, watch enthusiasts to the brand. So yeah, I definitely feel like that. Yeah, I'm definitely showing my age here, but um, it, it depends you know, when you say, what's your favourite Bond or what's your favourite movie? Like, I love Goldeneye. I think that's the first one I saw as it is. <laughs> it's sort of like a 10-year-old or whatever. You know, and that, I think that was the first one where they moved from 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 Rolex to to, um, to Omega. People can correct me if they want to, but I just, I remember him, you know, trying to detonate the, you know, whatever it was in Goldeneye, the tank or whatever, and he's, he's got it on. I just think that's so cool. And then, you know, every other Bond after that has, has had the Omegas and it just sticks with me. And the new one that they released as well obviously with the case back and you see sort of the, the image of, of bond sort of you know moving around i think it's really cool so um yeah and the other thing we touched on it before um it's just value for money for vintage i mean it's just great my, you know my, the first watch i got you know the one i'm wearing now you know um you know it's just so good if you're trying to enter the market people you know people look at luxury watches and they think crikey you know that's an expense and it is um but there is good money to be having vintage. Um, I don't know, again, you know, if there are any vintage Omegas that you're liking the look of, but, you know, we both love vintage here, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you mentioned the Pipan earlier. Um, about, I believe, a year ago, um, I had a friend, actually, um, Kibble, James Kibble. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Oh, yeah. He had a beautiful gold um, Pipan, and um, I feel like there was nothing like it. And arguably, for, for a gold watch, I don't think you can get, you know, something that looks that great. I feel like it represent it represented great value and it was a beautiful watch that you don't really see on many wrists. Also coupled with different fabric straps. And I believe this one had a kind of Swedish type beige strap and it really complemented the gold um, on the Omega. But I, I definitely like echoing what you said about the value. I feel like Omega do represent a great value. Um, and I don't believe I don't think it then makes the watch cheap, but it definitely allows it to be more accessible. Like you mentioned, through lockdown, I got into buying and selling a lot of watches, finding a little fixer uppers on eBay, uh, as most watch people nice, do. Yeah. Um, 
And um, yeah, a lot of them were makers from the funky TV, 70s TV cases, um, no, nice. yeah. to, to different types of Seamasters. There's so many variations. It's a bit of a world of wonder. But um, yeah, definitely often represent great value and um, have different styles, you know. Um, yeah, so I totally agree. Yeah, they've got this huge back catalogue as well. And maybe they're not that good at using it in in some ways. You know, like I said, if, if, I know that I know there is one or two where they do have the, the pipe hand, but they could do it on a, on a lot more um, than the constellation. Um, they could dip into the, to the catalogue, I think would be really good. And again, you know that I've got a 1930s um, vintage Omega as well um, with Breguet hands. Again, we're going to talk about hands in another episode. Um, but Breguet is definitely my favourite. I think giving the giving the game away there. But uh, again, they don't do that with modern watches. You know, they really focus on detail and aesthetics. Um, you know, from thirties, forties, fifties, and then it gets a little bit plain if you ask me. But uh, again, Omega have got a great back catalogue, and they should really use it. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Right then, so that's our little chat about Omega. Um, next time we're going to do the same format. So again, it's going to be. You know, Instagram posts we like from, from the weeks and the months that have just come by. You know, what watch that we're that we're really sort of you know, clamoring after, and then we're going to talk about a particular brand, uh, and, and it's going to be um, JLC. And uh, Zach and I had the great privilege of going to um, uh, their their flagship store in London, uh, courtesy of the Watch Collectors Club. And for those that don't know the Collectors Club, it's really great, um, really good people. Um, they now have a sort of a tiered membership, um, but you can go for. Um, you know, some some free um, sort of sessions beforehand before signing up properly. Highly recommend it. Doing it for a couple of years now, um, but JLC will be next time round. Um, and I think the next topic we're going to do, um, moving away from from dials, but it's going to be case shapes. Um, again, people that know me, uh, I do like my my Cartier watches, and there's lots of different shapes, isn't there, Zach? That that I've got and definitely like lost over. So that'd be really cool. So thank you for keeping time with us, and until next time. Goodbye.